Hey, it's Angel, your friendly neighborhood doula. I am so excited to have you here on the Birth Cafe podcast. Here, we'll talk about all things birth, pregnancy, and postpartum. As a certified doula, lactation counselor, and perinatal educator, I hope to provide you evidence-based information on interesting topics while also having fun and open conversations about the perinatal period. This podcast is for birth professionals and parents alike, and I hope that you enjoy what you hear. So grab your favorite cup of tea or coffee, sit down, get comfy, and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Birth Cafe Podcast. It's your host, Angel Coleman, and this podcast is actually coming out a little late. I'm so sorry, guys, but there has been a lot going on. I have this horrible toothache that is happening, and I actually get it pulled tomorrow. Um, So yeah, it's been a little bit of a rough patch and just some challenges at home with like the flu and illnesses and things like that. So thank you so much for being so patient. Uh, So this episode is actually going to be a sneak peek into my Better Birth Foundations course, and I will leave a link to that course and the description below. And that course is actually $17, and it really is kind of like a toolkit in creating the foundations of having a birth that you really, really want. So this snippet and sneak peek that you guys are going to get is really going to talk about how to choose a provider and the different types of providers that are out there and how they just kind of work, how they were trained um, to work. So we talk about the midwifery model of care and the medical model of care so that you can kind of understand generally how they approach care with their patients. So this is only a snippet of the Better Birth Foundations course. You guys can get the full course uh, in the description below. Thank you guys. So let's begin with choosing your birth team. Now, the reason why this is so important is because who you pick as a provider can affect your mindset about birth. It can add stress or take away stress, depending on the provider, how they view birth. Um, So that's really important. So it's really, really, really crucial to pick a provider who will be supportive and who is willing to listen to what you have to say. Because choosing the wrong provider could, one, you could end up having the birth you don't want because they're going to put a lot of pressure on you to do whatever they feel is best instead of whatever you might feel is best. Or they might um, not like all the questions you ask there is something called obstetric violence, which is just trauma that happens due to providers um, not respecting patient rights and patient spaces. So when if, when and if 
you choose to have a provider. Um, <laughs> so unassisted, if you're doing an unassisted birth, this is a little bit different. But for any of you guys that are choosing to have a provider at your birth, it's really important to find someone and find someone whose ideas and beliefs around birth matches your own birth. So there's different types of support. We have clinical and non-clinical support. Uh, we have different types of providers that could be attending your birth. And that could include a midwife, an OBGYN. Um, we're gonna talk a little bit more about like maternal fetal medicine doctors and things like that, and family doctors. If you decide to deliver at a hospital, you will have nurses at your bedside. Um, and then even midwives might have a different realms of certification that they, uh, find they come with. Uh, so let's get started into the different types. So first up is our OBGYN. So this is a very popular choice for women to uh, go with when they first find out that they're pregnant. Um, OBGYNs are actually specialized in surgery and specialized to deal with high-risk situations. Um, they are very familiar with the medical side of birth and so their view of birth is and the way that they're taught in their schooling and education is that birth comes with a lot of risk and we have to do everything we can to prevent those risks. A lot of times, OBGYNs are trained in the medical model of care, which means that basically in the medical model, what the provider feels is best is what we should do. And um, sometimes there's a lot of generalizations when it comes to care. So they follow a lot of the routines. It's not always personalized care. That's just usually from the point of view that they're taught in medical school. OB visits are usually quick, not always, depending on the OB, but typically the visits with an OB is going to be rather quick. Um, and then OBGYNs can also perform cesareans as well, because this is one of their specialties, is cesarean sections. Next up, we have our midwives. And midwives are trained in midwifery, so they follow a midwifery model of care, which is patient-centered, uh, more personalized approach to care. Um, they can provide prenatal care and will be present at the birth. Um, midwives don't perform C-sections, and so typically, Midwives will take on low-risk mothers um, and low-risk pregnancies. They don't usually deal with the higher-risk pregnancies, or if they do, they are usually able to work in conjunction with an OBGYN. Now, nurse midwives, uh, there are different types of midwives. There are nurse midwives, and then we have licensed midwives or certified professional midwives, and then direct entry midwives. So nurse midwives go to nursing school and then take a uh, midwifery program. 
And these are the kind of nurses that you're always going to find in a hospital. Licensed midwives or certified professional midwives are usually typically our home birth and birthing center midwives, although nurse midwives may usually attend or, or they may attend uh, a birth center or home birth um, as well. Direct entry med midwifery, they usually train um, under a midwife or do personal uh have their own personal route in their education in midwifery. Uh, so it kind of varies when it comes to direct entry midwives. And direct entry midwives are usually home birth midwives. Um, nurse midwives typically follow the midwifery care, although if they're working within the hospital realm, since the hospital typically has the medical model of care, um, they also may follow that type of model, but it kind of really depends on the midwife, her view of birth, um, how she views physiological birth, and things like that. Whereas licensed midwives and certified professional midwives are usually trained in a more holistic view of birth. Um, so typically these midwives uh, see a lot of physio physiological births, so births that don't have a lot of interventions in it or minimal or no interventions. Um, and they usually have more knowledge in uh, like herbs and homeopathic remedies, nutrition. Um, so those are some things that they take into consideration when they're discussing care with their patients. Maternal fetal medicine doctors are um, doctors that specialize in high-risk pregnancies or babies that are at risk for being sick or ill. Um, usually you're referred to this type of uh, physician. You don't typically just go, like you can just pick one. <laughs> uh, you actually have to be referred to a maternal fetal medicine doctor. Uh, maternal fetal medicines also can perform C-sections. It's pretty common to meet one if you also have twins or other high-risk uh, pregnancies. So medical doctors, uh, there could be like a family of physicians that also do prenatal care. They may also deliver babies in the hospital, but that kind of depends on your family physician. Uh, they may be in private practice or they may partner with a larger hospital. And um, typically you'll see them at prenatal visits and they may not do deliveries at all. So that's kind of a question that you have to ask your family physician. So you've heard me mention the different types of medical models. So we had midwifery versus medical model of care. And in the medical model of care, they use a lot of preventative measures. So they use technology and medication to prevent the worst off possible outcome and then have to manage the side effects of the medication and technology that they're using. They are typically wanting to be in control of the options and types of care. Uh, versus the midwifery model, which uses a more holistic approach, which means they take into consideration um, mental, emotional, social uh, aspects of the mother and her family. Um, they are more likely to take uh, a new, also a nutritional approach to 
the care of the mom. So taking account how's her diet, how she's sleeping, and and things like that. Um, they want their patients to be more in control of their care. So presenting the options um, based on her observation and then having the mom decide what she would like to do. So it's very, it's more personalized. There's less routine care. Um, and when we talk about routine care, it's just basically everyone gets the same thing no matter what, no matter what the risk factors, um, regardless of risk factors and things like that. Um, and then the midwifery model tends to limit interventions during birth. So although mid midwives are trained in school to use the midwifery models, um, some doctors may be aware of the mid midwifery model of care and may use um, the midwifery model. So it's really important to understand how your doctor views birth. Do they view it as something that needs to be controlled or do they kind of view it as something that needs to be left alone until there is a presenting situation that needs to be intervened? So next we're gonna discuss provider red flags or doctor red flags. So these red flags are something that you should be aware of because this could tell you whether you're with the right person who is going to be supportive of your birth, who is going to kind of be honest with you up front, kind of put away their own biases and just give you the facts which is really important. So what are some red flags that tell you that you should probably run the other way if you notice these red flags? So your doctor should be open to questions and open with you. Um, and here are some signs that may point to a provider that is not supportive. So they're dismissive, very quick, uh, have very quick appointments with poor bedside manner. They may belittle or joke about your requests or choices. So saying like, oh, you want to deliver in the tub? That's weird. Like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> so that would be an example of someone who's like belittling your, your request or choices. Providers that are unsupportive of having a doula, it can be a, a red flag as well. Just because doulas are there to... Uh, make sure that moms have informed choice, uh, that they are comfortable during their birth, and that they are um, hurt during their birth. So that's really important. If that's really important to you to have your doula and your provider is not supportive of that, that could be a red flag. If they're not open to hearing about your birth plan or your birth guide, if they tell you, like, you don't need that because Birth, birth never happens the way you want it. And, or, um, well, if you have a birth plan, those moms are more likely to have a C-section. You might as well just have a C-section. Uh, so if your provider isn't open to hearing about your birth plan or reviewing your birth plan and being um, open with you about your birth plan and things like that, that is a red flag. A birth plan isn't really to plan exactly how your birth is going to go, but it does give the birth team an idea of how to best support you during your birth. So that's really important to have a birth plan. 
if they avoid your questions, um, any gaslighting, so minimizing your pain, oh, why are you complaining? It probably doesn't hurt that bad, or just ignoring the fact that you are complaining about your discomforts. If you request lab work and they refuse to get that lab work ordered or uh, make excuses for why they don't want to order that for you, um, or if they just don't listen to your concerns, if they tell you anything like, you don't want to do that, you shouldn't do that, um, like if you tell them that <laughs> you want to not push on your back, oh, you don't want to do that. You you don't want to, you, you should want to push on your back. It's easier for us to push on your back, you know, things, things like that. They manipulate you with fear tactics, saying like, well, if you don't do this, your baby's going to die. Or if you don't do this, then you're going to die. Um, that is manipulation, <laughs> using fear tactics. Um, you could do all, and let's be honest, right? You can do all the things and still have bad things happen, right? We could do all the interventions and still bad things happen. We could do none of the interventions and bad things might happen. Um, so it has, it, avoiding bad things happening, we can do our best to prevent them or lower our chances for them, but there's still always a chance that an unfavorable consequence happens, right? All right, so I'd like to talk about uh, House MD from House, the TV show, and Conrad from The Resident, also a medical drama. Honestly, I like both of these doctors, they're very funny, um, but Conrad is a little bit more personable and House is not. <laughs> so I have this awesome meme here uh, with Dr. Cuddy and Dr. Cuddy says, you induced a migraine headache in a coma patient. And Dr. Ha Dr. House says, yeah, gave him a little headache. And Dr. House says, you know, similar to the one you're giving me now. And then Dr. Cuddy tells him, have you even read an ethical guideline? <laughs> that That is typical House. When you watch House MD, that's pretty much how he is. He does a lot of unethical things and he actually isn't a great example of an ethical provider. Um, so uh, I like to, to compare those two um, because it, it, it's a really good example of a good doctor versus a not great doctor. He may be good at what he does, but he's not. <laughs> uh, he's not um, personable. I hope you guys enjoyed that sneak peek into my Better Birth Foundations course. If you guys are interested in learning more about it, you guys can check out the description in the show notes or go to my site, Fruit of the Womb Birth. Dot com that's one b forward slash better birth foundations with an s and you guys can take a look about what the course is about and so this course is really for moms who are really wanting to avoid the nightmare of a birth that a friend or family or co-worker might have or who are looking to find a provider that's best for them or trying to understand what the do's and don'ts of pregnancy so that they can avoid complications um, and their pregnancy and birth in the future. So um, 
if this sounds like something that you want to, you know, start and get that foundation to making and creating a better birth and a healthier birth, then you should check out the Better Birth Foundations course. And it'll help you understand how, you know, picking the best provider and birthplace for prenatal care can actually set you up for a better pregnancy and birth experience. It'll also help you understand which pregnancy symptoms mean you call your doctor and which ones don't. And then we'll also talk about learning how to minimize stress during pregnancy so that you have an overall healthier pregnancy and baby. So this course is $17 and what's included is that you get a free ebook. Um, you get instant access to my Great Start to Pregnancy ebook, uh, about two hours of pre-recorded video content. You have some fun interactive quizzes. Um, I include two bonus topics, preparing for birth and preparing for breastfeeding. And you get some bonus worksheets on like baby on a budget shopping list and questions to ask your provider and a breastfeeding checklist. So go check that out if you're interested. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I enjoyed making it. Our journey doesn't need to end here. Don't forget to hit that bell button to get alerts on any new episodes. And if you like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star review. The best time to start preparing for a better birth is during pregnancy. I've curated a checklist to help you prepare for the fear-free, in-control, informed delivery you're looking for. We've included things like when to start planning for your baby shower, when to start buying baby items, and I've even divided everything by trimester. You can get the checklist in the show notes. You can also take my quiz on how to avoid a C-section and get tips on how you can avoid getting an unnecessary C-section. Just head to my website and click the banner.